Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of the Owl Empire Podcast. Today, I had the pleasure of interviewing my man, Hunter Gaylor, a businessman with many achievements under his belt, including currently operating a private aviation company, servicing billionaires and politicians all around the world. So as always, I recommend you guys to open a notepad and write down the valuable lessons that you take from listening or watching this episode. We had a really great conversation and talked about what it takes for you to find a purpose in what you do professionally or personally and what it takes to find real success in life. Also, how the current society is today and how to make the world a better place. So I truly appreciate you guys for stopping by and listening to this episode and I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to today's episode of the Owl Empire Podcast. I appreciate you guys stopping by. Today we are sitting with my man Hunter Gaylor. I appreciate you. Thank you so much anytime, for being on the Adam, show, my anytime, man. Anytime, anytime, yeah. anytime. So why don't you start off by telling the audience a little bit about yourself, what you do, and uh, we'll go from there. So, uh, you know, first of all, thanks for, for doing this. I like the podcast. I like the yeah, direction no it's going. I think appreciate it's, the uh, support, man. I think it's, it's pretty exciting to see what you're doing. I love supporting, you know, good people. Thank so, you. Thank uh, you. As you said, my name is Hunter Hunter Gaylor, and uh, I'm in the, the aviation business, both sell and charter airplanes, mm-hmm. uh, um, amongst uh, other business endeavors from manufacturing to uh, beverage distribution to, you know, uh, insurance, okay. things like that. So, yeah, that's uh, kind of an all-around businessman, I guess. Interesting. And how long yeah. have you been in the whole entrepreneurship field? Well... I would say probably the day I came out of the womb, you know, <laughs> I, I've always been very entrepreneurial since I was a little kid. Uh, you know, I come from a, uh, you know, a, a small business family, you mm-hmm. know, they, they started with nothing and kind of created a nice little small business of their own in the insurance space. So uh, we've been able to do a lot in, in, in our community in Florida and, and uh, you know, start slowly expanding that, you know, step by step, day by day, but all through hard work and determination. So I was raised with kind of the principles of like, you know, entrepreneurship and business and, and you know, kind of overcoming trials and tribulations. But, uh-huh. you know, outside of that, it, it probably started at a very young age. Now, what did you, uh, did, did you have to start all of this on your own? This is your own thing or? Well, I, you know, first of all, I don't think you start anything on your own, Yeah. right? Anyone mm-hmm. that says, oh, I'm self-made, I, I just, I'm like, no, I can understand where the sentiment comes from, and I'm a big fan of that, but, you know, I think that everyone attributes their success to something, or they'll, they'll attribute, you know, what they have to someone, okay. or, or a group of people, right? I mean, I could attribute some of the stuff I do because I'm sitting here doing a podcast with you, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, it's mutual support, it's teamwork makes a dream work, you've heard that saying Definitely, before. yeah, yeah, 100%. And so there's a lot of truth in that. So it's, it's a lot in collaboration, mentorships, and, uh, you know, if people don't believe in you, um, you know, it's hard to kind of get places, but if people do believe in you, uh, it, it helps you get places. What, what do you think the key is to getting people to believe in your vision? Well, I don't think it's necessarily your vi- the vision you may have, mm-hmm. right, that, that I have. I, I share a lot of people's visions, okay. right? I mean, I have my own moral <clears throat> compass that I have that drives me in a certain direction that says, you know, this is good, this is bad, this is the way you should go, this is the way you shouldn't go. Um, you know, regardless, you may, you know, have little mistakes here and there, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's through good mentorship, it's through good collaboration, and it's through a lot of listening and not a lot of talking. Interesting. So, yeah. I like that you say that. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you take me back now to like your school time? Like where you where where did you go for education? Did you graduate? Sure. So I, I have a kind of a unique educational background. Mm-hmm. Um, not as as traditional as many people would think. Uh, but I you know uh, 
started off in my kind of former years as I went to a private Christian school. Mm -hmm. And uh, then from there, I transitioned into a military prep school. So I went right into the, the kind of a junior ROTC program. So we had to wear uniforms every day. It was very regimented, very strict. Um, you know, very regimented and very strict. Did you do this because so, you wanted to, or is this something you're? No, I was of? very passionate about it. Really? I still okay. am very, very, you know, passionate about you know the military and and you know what we do here as a as a country. The majority of you know my family is in the military or has served in the military. My grandfather was the Air Force attaché wow, uh, okay. to uh, Africa during the the Cold War. Um, you know, my, my aunt was a flight attendant for Pan American Airlines. My, you know, my other grandfather was a colonel in the army and flew helicopters. So I have a, you know, we have a, a cousin that's the commander of Top Gun right now. So kind of like extended family that's in the military. My sister is going to fly for the Navy. So, so kind know, of runs wi- in the whole wi- family, wing, yeah. wings and flying have always been in the family. <laughs> uh, you know, so I was in high school and I, I military prep school and I really wanted to uh, go into to the aviation space. I really wanted to go fly, uh, you know, fighter jets like Tom Cruise and Top Gun off of carriers. It's funny and you said so, Tom Cruise because you literally remind me of him. Like you have. Oh, this, I appreciate that. Yeah. Tell Tom that. So, <laughs> um, but no, I, so I, I've always been interested in aviation. I've always been interested in flight. And I guess you could say that's kind of the birthplace because, you know, if you go back and you look at Kitty Hawk and you look at the Wright brothers, I mm-hmm. mean, these were bicycle mechanics that made flying machines. Yeah. Right. I mean, yep, think yep, about yep, that yep, for yep, a yep. second. Right. Like you, you, have, you have two bicycle mechanics that are brothers. Right. And they're like, I dream of flight. And they failed like thousands upon thousands of times, but they built it. And that was kind and of like the birthplace yep. of, of, of flight and what we have now. And uh, many, many years later, uh, you have you have an industry and technology and innovation that has literally connected the globe. Yeah. Like connected the globe. You can get on an, an airplane from Miami and you can fly to Tokyo. You can get on an airplane from you know, LA and you can fly to New York, Mm -hmm. right? Aviation makes the world a smaller place, right? So it helps create, you know, and foster better relations with people. Definitely. Definitely. And so would you say this passion for aviation came because of your family, the way you grew up, or is this something that was in you? Well, I think it's just innately, it's always, always been in me. I mean, I went to space camp when I was a little kid, Okay. you know, so I, I did that. And actually my, my mentor that I have now uh, was a big contributor to NASA and into into uh, like space camp and everything. You really kind of have you dream about what's possible and and uh, and then you know I applied to Annapolis. I didn't get into the Naval Academy. I really wanted to get into the Naval Academy. Uh, uh, I didn't get in. And then um, my uncle uh, taught up at a school in Boston, and so you know he he helped me kind of form a a uh, academic path up in up in Cambridge. And uh, ended up getting an undergraduate degree in liberal arts from uh, the Extension School at Harvard, and and it was uh, it was really good. I did a, a, a joint program; it was fantastic. I, I have a lot of stories. I was written about in the Crimson, which is our campus newspaper. Wow. Okay. And uh, you know, doing a lot of stuff. So then I, I very much got exposed to the business community, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but aviation always was you know, kind of in the background, right? Business, aviation, anything that gives you wings, I'm all about, yeah. right? You know, whether it's, uh, you know, airplanes or rocket ships or, or you name it. So we know? got this beautiful baby in the background, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a, definitely an inspiration, I mm-hmm. will say that. I mean, I think a lot of people, like I said, they do a lot of talking, they don't do a lot of listening, but it, it requires a lot of hard work, a lot of attention to detail, and a lot of knowing your products. 
Interesting. And when did you start this business? When did this come to life? So this has been, you know, I've been working on it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my family's been in the insurance business for, you know, since I was born. Okay. So, uh, and how old are you? I'm 28. 28. Yeah, 28. Wow. Okay. So, you know, they, they've built a nice little business, but one of the things they specialize in is, is in aviation insurance. And, and, uh, so there's, it's always been, it's always been there, but what I'm doing now is through a series of technology companies I had started and, you know, mentorships and then just kind of working to make it happen. Make it happen. You know? What's, and what is, so what is your drive? What gets you up in the morning? What's your, like, what's your vision? Well, as my plaque there says, you know, success is a ladder, uh-huh. you know, you, you can't climb it with your hands in your pockets. So you got to wake up and you got to work. And what's your definition of success? You know, I have a shrewd kind of definition of success. It's not monetary. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people associate success with, you know, a monetary, but I look at success with regards to fulfillment of a higher calling. Okay. And so, you know, if I'm affecting proper change in people's lives, if I'm helping, you know, whether it's the community or through any church program that I'm involved in, you know, I think that that's a level of success. Now, monetarily, can it help you do more? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I'll be the first to say, you know, it, it takes the, the backbone of the American entrepreneurial spirit to be able to go out and create jobs and invest in small businesses and and, uh, you know, make a create, difference. Yeah, there. make a difference. Yeah. Exactly. If you can if. I, I love the small business owner because they're the backbone of America. And I think the American entrepreneurial system and small business, it's the backbone, right? I started a company when I was in college called Howler. We were the number one competitor with Groupon okay. um, for a short period of time. And it was very much a David versus Goliath story. And, I mean, you can go read about this on the news. You can go Google it. And one of the things that we, that we faced were we tried to create a technology platform that helped small businesses. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? no, that makes sense. You yeah. know, you have huge e-commerce companies, you have large online retail stores like Amazon or Overstock or, you know, even Walmart with their recent acquisition of buying jet.com. You know, so that it's really the small business owner, you know, I mean, they make up a, a very large percentage of the American retail. And if you don't keep that strong, if you drive down the street here, you'll see, you know, strip centers with you know, 20 and 30 different businesses in them. Those are all small businesses. Each of those businesses probably employ five or 10 people, right, each. So each of those makes up 100 different people. Those paychecks are doing good things for those people. It helps them go to the grocery store and buy groceries. It helps them go out and it's and it's hard work. Direct and that's, physical impact. Exact, direct yeah. physical impact. And that's the most powerful thing is a strong middle class. And the more you can do that, the more you can in- inspire and invest in your community then that's, that's the best. I think churches do a good job at that. I think, you know, certain educational institutions do a good job at that. Um, you know, but it's, it, it, it requires a lot of, uh, a lot of listening and a lot of doing and not a lot of talking. I, so, li- I like how you keep going back into that. So it's yeah. an interesting, no, definitely, definitely. Even though we're on a podcast talking, right? yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I'm encouraging listening. people to like go out and do, yeah, you know, no, hundred percent, which is the point of this entire podcast. Yeah. So why don't you talk to the audience about the sacrifices it took to get you here? Mistakes. I mean, it's, it's going through a lot of mistakes. Um, you know, I, I, I don't really regret anything, you know, I, I, I you know, it's, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people watching that don't like our current president, but, you know, I, I think he was right in the sense of saying, like, if, if you're focused on the regret, that means you're focused on the past, mm-hmm. right? And I think you can learn from your past to try to Im- impact a better present. To improve your... Ex- yep. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And so I think the most important kind of element to any of that is acknowledging 
the fact that you have to be open and honest with yourself. You have to know that you're not going to be all things to all people. You have to know that there are going to be people out there that genuinely are not going to like you. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it, Jesus, who was perfect, right, had people that didn't even like haters. him. Yes. Right? He had haters. Yes, yes. Right? And even the people that loved him ended up, you know, sending them to death. Right? So, like, when you look at that, right, and I know we've talked about this before, yeah. you know, kind of on a, you know, moral calling and everything, but I think that's, you know, it's overcoming, you know, the trials and tribulations that you face. A contract's not going your way. A deal doesn't go your way. You deal with someone, you know, in a system that just wants to come after you for whatever reason. People don't believe in the idea of forgiveness. People don't believe in the idea of supporting other people. They don't believe in turning the other cheek. They don't believe in... There's a lot of people that don't believe, yeah, right? Yeah. And and that's kind of a... It's, it's a sad state of affairs, but I think it's... It's it's a it's a plateau or it's a not a plateau but a foundation for people that can say I do care, right? I mm. do care about this person. I do care about this company. I do care about making this deal work because I know the potential positive impact it can have on you, your family, your your colleagues, your coworkers, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So I think to directly answer the question on you know looking at at, at the past and understanding, okay, acknowledging the fact that you're going to go through situations in a deal or in a contract or in some sort of business, you know, uh, a situation where you're going to run into obstacles. You're going to hit a wall. You're going to run into an obstacle. You know, someone's not going to call you back. A contract's going to be wrong. You know, there's a lot that can go on. You just have to accept that that's going to happen. And then the, I mean, there's, you've heard the famous saying, right? It's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to yes, it. Yes. Right. Well, there's a lot of truth in that. Tony Robbins right? is a huge thing about, yeah. he speaks a lot about that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's uh, definitely the truth yeah. behind everything. So how do you take a mistake and turn it into something better for yourself in the future? So I love this question, right? So um, the way you do it is acknowledge. Yeah. Acknowledge. Acknowledge that you've messed up. Yeah. Acknowledge that you've messed up. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then do everything in your power to say, okay, I understand the result that happened, right? Regardless of the mindset you were in at the time when you made the mistake. Because a lot of people, when they make a mistake, they don't realize they're making a mistake. It just happens. It just happens, right? And unfortunately, it's part of growing. It's part of growing. It's part of learning, right? And, you know, when you have that is to know, A, did you acknowledge it? That's the number one. Acknowledge it, Uh right? Admit it, acknowledge it, right? It's interesting you say that because a lot of people that I've spoken to can't even come to admit the fact they that can't. they can't. Yeah. They can't. It's like, Ego is just too I, high. I, yeah, and yeah. it's like, look, I'm not sitting here trying to say anything. It's like, mistakes are going to happen. Like, we're it's human. Gonna happen. It's going to happen. It's it's, it's, in our, it's in our code. Like, yeah, we're human. It, yeah, that's it, just it, how it is. You know, if you can show me one person that it's went perfect. through life, right, that never made any mistakes outside of, like, you know, Jesus, right, because I can't think of anybody else, yeah. right? You, you tell me how they responded to it. And that. I think, honestly, living a life with no mistakes would be boring. Yes. Yeah. Where are the experiences? Where are the lessons? Where, That's the fun part of it. What are you going to be able to do? You're going to sit down there and talk with someone and say, oh, well, you know, I, I look at it for my future. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, you know, in the future, if, a, you know, a kid comes up to me or, you know, a, a, I'm having a conversation with a child or something like that. And he says, well, you know, how do I do this? I can say, well, I can tell you what not to do. Because I can tell you how it affected me. Yes. And the decision I made. And that's the beauty of mentorship. That's the beauty of mentorship. That's the beauty of having a healthy, you know, family. Mm-hmm. You know, I attribute a tremendous amount of my, you know, ability to learn is to is, is to talk with, you know, mentorships, father figures, 
uh, my, my own family, my mother, my father, and uh, you know, even and you learn even the coolest things from kids, right? And I think you know the perfect definition. And I even avoid looking at the term entrepreneurial, right? Uh-huh. I, I look at the I look at the American enterprise system, right? So what I do you call at, yourself? Would I'm you a businessman. A businessman. I'm a businessman. Okay. Yeah, I'm a businessman. Um, and with an entrepreneurial spirit, a spirit of vigor. Okay. Right. Vigor. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need vigor. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that when you look at what we have here, it's a spirit of trying to better oneself. Okay. okay? You know, it's interesting. And, and I, figuring I, yourself out. Is that like, what it is? Kind of, but it's like, or a dream, you know, you talk about dreams. Yes. I, I always ask this question when, when, when I, when I am talking with people, cause I deal with a lot in international government, international relations. Uh-huh. Uh, it was part of my, my educational background. I worked for the Greek consulate for a little bit. I worked for, you know, some embassies consulted with some government entities on an international level. Um, kind of at the prime minister, the prime minister level, parliamentary mm-hmm. level in some other countries. Uh, some controversial countries too, uh-huh. uh, might I add. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest things it, that I've noticed is even if you go to these other countries, they don't talk about their country's dream. Like if you go to France or Italy or Spain or Japan or China, it's uh-huh. not like, you know, oh, I want the Chinese dream, right? Or oh, I want the, the French dream, right? It's always the American dream, right? Have you yeah. ever noticed that? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah. the American dream, right? It's the American dream. The system well, here is created. Well, well, yeah. well, what, what, what does that mean? The American dream. Why, why don't we have people here going to Brazil saying, "I want the Brazilian dream"? It's because of the spirit that goes right? on over here. It's exactly yeah. right. It's the spirit that goes into the it. Entrepreneurial right? spirit. Yes. You know, and so you know, a very my 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 one of my mentors. He's he's like an amazing individual. In, in the aviation space, and he's, you know, the, the owner of, of Abjet here, he always tells me, he says, you know, he always says, tenacity beats out intellect every, every time, right? You can have, be the smartest person in the room, the wealthiest person in the room, everything, but it will not beat out tenacity. Tenacity <laughs> beats out intellect every time, and that's the ability that every day you get up, every day you keep trying something, and every day you keep working. Because sooner or later, it'll hit. But it'll hit in the timing it's supposed to happen, right? So, and I think that's some of the most, you know, positive things that go on. Yeah, it, some, a mentor of mine told me recently is the way you want to think of it is as long as you just continue and you continue to grind, you continue to work, time and the world will catch up to you. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's yeah, exactly so that's right. very interesting. So now, my question to you now is how do you balance tenacity from aggression? Well... Do you understand what I mean? Like, how do you make sure that you know you're you're, you're continuously doing what you have to do, but you're not over? Do, do you think there's a boundary where you might overdo it? Maybe to be a little too harsh with everyone around you, the people you work with. Oh, I definitely think that you know when you're in a zone. That I think that you know someone. They they always say this: one man's trash is another man's treasure. Uh huh. Right. Well, I think sometimes one man's ambition is someone else's offense. Huh. Have right? you ever ha- have you dealt that with Oh, that of course. People hate me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, I have half of the population that loves me and half of the population that loves me. I feel like I'm a politician at times, right? <laughs> you know, you got to walk this, this tightrope, right? Yeah, yeah. And even though I, I, I work in the political sphere and in the corporate sphere, right, a lot of my colleagues that are in, are in like kind of a government space have to act one way. And a lot of people that are in the business realm act another way. And it's a fine line because... At, at times, I can be so 
like stone cold to the truth that it's offensive to someone. Huh. Okay. But that person is like, well, oh, we don't like his attitude. We don't like the way he conducts himself. He's too brash. He's too hard. And I, and I look at it, it's like, but you're only looking at it through the lens of yourself. You're looking at it from your own perspective. Yes. Right? Yeah. You're not looking at it, what's the situation. And that's why when I deal with a lot of people, I always come at, I always address it through the mind or through the lens of, I don't know what's going on in your life. Okay. I'm only looking at the situation. How do you make right? that clear? Do you just straight up say it or? No, 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 no. I do it internally. And I, I always say like, depending on the situation, depending on the deal negotiation, depending on the elements involved, there's a lot that goes into it. That's why I don't think there's any class you can take on negotiation. I don't think there's any class that you can take on this stuff. You I mean, kind of have to just create your own custom map, right? What works for you. Yeah. Every, every person is different, uh -huh. right? You know, the DNA that, that you have is clearly different than the DNA I have is clearly different than... The, the DNA that, you know, the next person to walk in this room will have. Mm -hmm. But I think that if you're true to yourself and you find what works for you, understanding the basic premise of whatever you're trying to, you know, mm -hmm. complete, leads you to, you know, maybe a better close or a better negotiation. So understanding practice. the end product. Right. But I think going back to the original question is, can it be offensive? It, can that ambition turn into aggression? Yeah. I think Yes. I mean, I think it can, and I think it happens all the time, right? Um, you know, I, I look at, like, my younger brother, right? Uh -huh. we're, we're working. He was inter in, interning in the aviation space over the summer, and, you know, he's finishing his undergraduate degree. And, you know, even people will say about him, you know, their they're, they're, his ambition is sometimes comes across as aggression, Okay. Because he's so motivated to get something done, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That no matter what, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. But that's aggressive to most people. And do you think it comes off offensive because of jealousy? I, I think lack of understanding. Lack of understanding of who you are as a person or what you're doing or what the goal I think it's. I think it's a combination of it. Okay. I, I don't have the secret formula to wave the magic wand and say, this is why this <laughs> yeah, person yeah, yeah. feels this way. Because the last time I asked someone about this, they told me that you're going to have two haters in life. The people that A used to like you, but now they don't like the fact that you've succeeded. And B, people who just have nothing better to do, so they just hate on you. It's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. People will hate just to hate, yeah. right? And that's I always say, that, that gossip, gossip is the generic form of all human discourse, right? And, and uh, you know, when you understand the idea that um, people like talking about people, uh -huh. right? I have a problem with that. Because it's like, I don't spend my time talking about people. I spend my time talking about ideas. I spend my time talking with people about, about how, how to, to better grow. how to how to better themselves, how to grow, how to create, you know, you know, an environment or 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 a society shaped in and around a narrative of bettering people, right? Not in the sense of self-motivation, but in the sense of policy prescriptions that can help a society, a nation, a county, a country, a, a culture, right? And by creating a narrative that helps navigate a, a society or a group of people or, or, or a particular class, right, to a better self, right, uh -huh. or a better better standing in society. And I think that's huge. Completely different conversations from what absolutely, usual people absolutely. have. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and there's famous sayings out there. You can go quote them all. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's they say, average, like, average people talk about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Above average people talk about ideas or, or whatever no, no, the saying is. Yeah. But, 
You are who you surround yourself with. Exactly. But I always say, you know, people always, it's like self-help, 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 right? I read one book to help me with the self-help side of things, and that's my moral compass, and that's the Bible. Outside of that, there are other good books out there that you can read, and I don't take that away from anyone, but I know it works for me, right? I know it works for me. So, and, and Are you a reader? What? Do you like reading books? I love reading, but I, I read a lot of, you know, I read a lot of autobiographies. I read a lot. I don't read a lot of the self-help. I read a tremendous amount of, of biographies, autobiographies, because I like learning about what people have been through, right? I, I, Interesting I, way of putting I, it. I, yeah. like, I like learning and understanding what people have gone through. Like if you look at one of the best negotiators of our time, uh, you know, Adenon Khashoggi, right? He was one of the largest, um, you know, and, and brilliant negotiators. If you look at Kirk Kikorian, mm-hmm. um, a brilliant casino mogul, brilliant real estate investor, brilliant aviation specialist. I mean, worked with everyone, negotiated the property for win. I mean, there's tremendous amounts of, of uh, you know, things you can learn from, you know, people. Yes, and, and their stories. Exactly. And so, you know, self-help guides and like the 10 ways to do this and the eight ways to do that, I just wake up and work every day. It's yeah. like what you said in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I'm not at the success level I want to be at. I'll be the first to tell you. Right, I'm out hustling every single day, and I yeah, think it's Labor that, Day in Rehoboth. Yeah, it's, it's it's yeah, we're yeah, working. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're working. Yeah, you know, yeah. after this, I got meetings. Yeah. So you know, I I don't go around. You know, it, it's it's always, uh, and I, but I look at it with joy. You right? love what you do. I, I look at it with joy. It's yeah. like you know what, you know, whether it's volunteering at a soup kitchen, right, or trying to close a deal or trying to get someone to respond to an email, I enjoy it, right? Because I know that what I can take from there, I can immediately give back to my family, to my community, you know, to, to, to you know, people that actually need it, right? And I think that that's very important. But I want to go back real quick to something you said about, you know, kind of the internal, you know, working. And there's a really great analogy that I like, right? And it's kind of like this this kind of imagery so if you go with me for a second yeah if you want a better world mm-hmm. it has to be comprised of better countries right okay if you want better countries they have to be comprised of better states right uh-huh if you want better states they have to be comprised with kind of better counties right mm-hmm. or better cities be- right and if you want better counties they have to be better people. comprised of better right exactly people, right? culture or, yeah. or like you know counties and if you want better counties they got to be made of better cities and if you want better cities they have to be made of better neighborhoods and if they have better neighborhoods they need to be comprised of better homes and if you want a better home right you got to have a better you know family. family if you want a better family it starts with being a better you right so if you I like how you took that yeah down. if yes. you're so if you look internally and you say okay when I wake up today I'm gonna try to be you know better to my family which is gonna in fact make my family be better to the neighborhood that neighborhood's gonna be better to the city that city's gonna be better to the the, the county, that county is going to be better to the state. That state's going to be better to the, the country. That country is going to be better, better to the world. You're looking right? at the much bigger picture. Huh? Yeah, The impact exactly. you have as an individual. Exactly, as an individual. Which usually people don't think about. They don't want to do that. They don't want and to why do, do that. Why do you think that's a issue with society? You know, I, I don't know. You, you don't know? know. Okay. I, I mean, I, I have ideas. Throw I have, them at I me. Have, I, have, I have thoughts. I think that I think a lot of people don't you can get deep with this. Throw them at me. Let's yeah, go. absolutely. I yeah. think that a lot of people, um, you know, from a from a uh, 
just from a personal brand or a personal idea, they they're 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 losing direction, right? They don't they don't losing direction of what? Like what their purpose is or why okay. they're here, right? I mean, it's the age old, and I don't want to turn this into a philosophy conversation, but it's the old age old age old question: Why am I here? What is life about, right? You know, what is What's success? What's my purpose? What is my purpose, right? And then you have people that write books, a purpose-driven life, right? A purpose and success. Like, and you have books, right? Think and grow rich. Like all these books that come out, right? But yet none of the questions seem to be answered. Why don't you answer them for me? What's your purpose? My purpose? Yeah. My purpose is to first learn and then earn and then serve. So my purpose is to help other people get to where they want to mm -hmm. go, not where I'm sure. supposed to go. You know. Wow, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And well, that's actually, how you grow. I miss, it's, it's, my my purpose is helping other people get to where they want to go because that'll in turn get by me where you, I'm by you doing to go. that it'll right. take you where you're right. supposed to go. If I help someone with a piece of advice to help their company or you know their community or or their church group or whatever, then you know what I feel that I'm. I'm Are you a man of faith? Something. Absolutely, extreme extreme faith. And yes. do you think that having faith in your life can define your purpose and I make it, it more I think clear? It, I think it. I think it develops a a path, a moral compass. And would you say society is losing sight of that, which is why they don't know what their purpose is? I think absolutely. I think absolutely. I mean, I look at it like, you know, a lot of the reasons we're in the problems that we're in is because of the lack of faith that people have, right? I'm not talking about religion. That's not what I'm talking about. Faith and I'm talking about faith, right? in your higher calling, in your higher being, and in, in whatever it may be. I think faith takes, you know, a level of faith, uh -huh. right? Faith takes a level of faith, right? And that faith helps drive and determine how you should be in society, right? Mm -hmm. I think, you know, my faith drives me, my moral compass drives me in such a way that it, it, it allows people a little bit of hope of inspiration, knowing that, like, the, the whole situation may look dim right but there's light at the end of the tunnel just just keep trying i think humans are selfish nowadays they're extremely selfish. i think that's the biggest issue is that humans are super selfish and they, all they look at is themselves and they don't want to believe that there's something that's unseen out there like a higher call a higher power that even exists because to them they are what they think they are and I think that's our biggest issue in society is because of that we don't actually give get like we don't actually give ourselves the time to look at what's actually going on outside yeah. and how we can have an impact like you said. Yeah. How it all starts within yourself or yourself you're impacting a whole world. Yeah, I just say, you know It's all connected. I, I think we, we miss we misunderstand the power of the word love. Right? People say I love what I do, right? You know, I love this cup of coffee, right? It's like no, you like this cup of coffee, you love your fellow man. Right. Yeah. You know, so I think it's a misalignment of assignment of priorities. Right. Huh. And I think people don't understand the priority that they may have in, you know, a cultural situation. Right. I think a lot of people are out looking to see me, 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 me. It's me. It's me. Watch me. Look at me. Look at me. Watch me. Watch me. Especially with social right? media today. Well, I'm, yeah, especially yeah. with social yeah, media yeah, yeah. today. Right. And, and, and look at what we're doing. Yeah, right? yeah, podcast. We're, we're on a podcast, right? We're on a great podcast because at least someone out there can, can watch this and they can say, well, maybe there's a glimpse of, glimpse of inspiration, right? And, you know, if they see people, I can tell you if you sit down with the majority of successful people that I've sat down with and have had just, just simple conversations over coffee, no cameras, no nothing, just simple conversations, right? You would, you would, you would be shocked 
at the number of them that have gone through serious trials and tribulations and they've gone through serious you know you know problems and they've had to overcome those problems and the majority of society would never know that they went through those problems i love problems i i, I enjoy them i actually like it's funny because i used to be such so hard on myself when mm. i was younger i used to victimize myself a lot i used yeah. to say why does the world hate me specifically right I, I mean, I was selfish. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, and I've grown to learn how to be more selfless and kind right. of help people and help society and you know give sure. instead of asking. And so, one thing for me was huge was just a matter of just putting myself out there, completely just destroying my ego, just saying, "Listen, I'm new to this. I'm new to whatever I'm doing," and just admitting the fact that, as you said, for example, when we're talking about mistakes, and then the fact that if I make a mistake, I made it. If I don't know something, I don't know it. And I'm only here to learn and grow. And I think that, at least from my perspective, I'm, I'm obviously still growing. I'm still learning. Uh, but I think that's a huge key to succeeding in life. It's just a matter of just, as you said, you know, listening more and talking less. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the majority of people that are out there, I think in, in this space, um, and, I, and by this space, I mean the, the business world, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Regardless of what it's in. You know, I, uh, there, there's, a, there's a company... Uh, that we work with called Elixicure. It's a it's a pain relief roll-on. It's the world's like greatest pain relief. I mean, this lowers your, you know, this lowers your, you know, uh, it actually raises your credit score. It like this is the great world's greatest. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the world's greatest pain medicine <laughs> out there. Uh, it's a topical roll-on. I mean, we have everyone from athletes to pro surfers to, you know, uh, you know. I mean, you name it. Like just top of the top athletes, whether mm -hmm. it's top of you know martial Olympic martial arts people using this and you know the the founders are bro the brothers and you know we, we've worked with them pretty extensively and you know in companies you make mistakes but it's when you overcome that leads to growth yeah and so like when we work with these companies uh like this one in particular which i mean their stuff is amazing they they help increase you 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 put on this painkiller it helps this this elixir you know roll on or the lotion score. it helps your credit score yeah. it increases your your <laughs> you know your, your the value of your home makes um, your wallet bigger yeah it, it makes your wallet bigger yeah. absolutely i mean there are so many benefits outside of just the health benefits of this product it's a superior product um Guys, this isn't a paid advertisement. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not a paid advertisement. No, it's it comes straight from the heart. Yeah. It's it's a paid passion announcement. So, um, but no, I think like like you said, I think a lot of people like their stuff and the way they they set up their organization. I use this as an example is they're trying to better society, uh -huh. right? Through a good all natural product. But I think a lot of people don't look at industries that way. So, how do you think they look at it? like large explain. corporate greed you know money driving just machines. money driving you know and i i don't i and don't do you think some entrepreneurs just only care about that 100 percent. okay i could i could you know list several people that i know which i won't you know that um you know all they care about is the dollar hmm. flat out all i care about is money and are those people happy in life I, I don't know what happiness is to them, but probably not, you know? I mean, it's, it's, I always say, you know, I think happiness is relative, you know? I mean, I, I was in Haiti two weeks after the earthquake in Port-au-Prince when that big earthquake happened, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay? And I can tell you that I single-handedly met with families 
right, that lost everything. Already poor people, right? And they were content and completely happy because they had each other. Love. Yeah. Love. Love. Yep. You know, so so when you look at it like that, my question to the entrepreneur and my question to the majority of investors in Silicon Valley, quite frankly, is... I understand the definition of a, of, of a corporation is to provide shareholder value, right? I know all this, right? I'm a big Milton Friedman fan. I can tell you all about this stuff, right? I speak economics on a daily basis. And so at the end of the day, I understand what it takes to make something for X and sell it for Y, basic business practice. Um, but it's tangible goods that are being created, not information, not talking heads, none of that, but like actual content that's being, that's being produced, real content that drives real economic changes, right? Mm-hmm you know, housing, infrastructure, real estate. I mean, you name it, like actual things that can, you know, provide a goods and and, and a service, right? And so I think that a lot of the people that in entrepreneurs today are driven by the dollar because they they equate the dollar to happiness. The more dollars I have, the happier I am. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? A religious leader that I know told me something which hit me. Maybe like some people may not agree with this, but in my like from my belief in religion, sure. it was just huge. It was a matter of like true happiness is when you put your happiness in the Lord above. Sure. Because he is the only long lasting, ultimate living, never dying thing that yeah. if you put your heart love to it will never betray you. You put your heart, you put your heart in money. You lose, you can lose money. Yeah. You put your heart, even in family. I mean, here's, here's the interesting part. I know this is like, this is sensitive, but even in family, I mean, I was, you know, I had the privilege of growing in a very supportive family, but some people don't have that. I know your dad, great guy. Yeah, great guy, very supportive. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, so like a lot of people don't have that though. And so that leader was telling me like you need to seriously for you to be really happy is just have, which is why we go back to faith. Faith, yeah. It's 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 a it's a big factor to just, you know, continuously having that drive. It's why I do what I do every single day. It's why I wake up every single morning. Right. It's my vision connects with my faith. 100%. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't talk about the, you know, the depression, the social anxiety, the ability to, am I good enough? Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it, when I go around even now um, and, and talk to people, whether it's schools, you know, or small groups or things like that. It's amazing the level of depression, hurt, and anxiety that exists in America today. I think it's tremendous, you know, and I think it the, the, that the overall kind of landscape of emotional maturity mm-hmm. is unbelievable to me, right? It's unbelievable to me. And I think that when you look at society and you, and you see the lack of faith that society has, even in fellow man, right? That's why it's like if someone wrongs me, right? And it's, it's been done a lot because I look at, for the good in people, yeah, yeah. right? And, and unfortunately, not everyone does it. Not everybody does it. Yeah. So, I mean, you've heard the saying, you know, like, screw me once, shame on me, screw me twice, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, shame yeah. on you, uh-huh. all whatever the saying is. You know, it, it, at the end of the day, it's I'm going to understand that people are people, Right? You're going to mess up. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to do something you probably shouldn't do, right? But, you know, what are you going to learn from it? And then what are you doing to correct it, right? And people are so money-driven, so money-driven that they'll take the shirt off your back. 
And you know what's amazing is when you can offer someone the shirt off your back, right? And they're like, no, I don't want it because they're so driven. Like they're so like, do you see what I'm saying? They get blinded. They get blinded by their own. It's like, here, if you ask me, I'll give it to you, but they, they, they know, end up taking routes that just even, make no sense. Even yeah. when you mess up, even when you mess up and you try to like right or wrong, people don't, they want to make sure, Adam, I only know you when you made a mistake. I remember you back, you know, five years ago, you made a mistake. You're a mistake maker. All you do is make mistakes. <laughs> oh, they look at the negative. Like, yeah. okay, what about the what about the other things? That what I've about done? the what? other things? What yeah. about all the times that, that that you helped me? What about all the times that you did this? What no, about all the times? Uh, forget no it. Cares. Forget it. Nobody yeah, yeah. cares about that, right? You make uh, one mistake and it's Adam the mistake you. maker, right? <laughs> it's baloney to me. Yeah. You know, but that's that's the problem with people today, right? They don't want to look at the good in someone, right? They want to point out the negative. And that's because the it negative. fills the holes they have in themselves. Their the own, only reason they're doing that, it's their own insecurity. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm blessed every day. I'm blessed. I have, I have a wonderful mother and father. I have a very supportive brother and sister. And, you know, I, I try to, to, to make sure that the purpose that I do, that, you know, my, one of the purposes I have is to make sure that I'm inspiring my younger brother and sister, right? Not mass amounts of people, right? Just my brother and sister to say, look, you know, you know, if a mistake was made, this is what I did, right? You know, this is the mistake that was made. Don't make this mistake, mm. right? Learn from me, right? You know, because I love you. And right? that's beautiful. That's really nice that you have that. Like, yeah. like, like when, when, you, when you have that, it's, it's brilliant. Same thing with a father to a son or a mother to a daughter, yeah. right? And then when you look at culture, think about the cultural effect that could have if you applied that in a policy prescription that could help a nation live to a more peaceful nation. Right now we live in a divided society, right? You know, you have Republicans and Democrats, you know, elephants and donkeys, people on either side of the aisle, right? You know, you go out and, you, you know, our, our president could walk out and, you know, order vanilla ice cream and there would be a whole group of society that doesn't like him eating white ice cream, yeah, right? Yep. And it's sad because today you see people from their, from the same society fighting with each other. Exactly. It's gotten that bad where it's yeah. like, this, like your neighbor is now starting to fight with you and it's like, yeah, over why? what? Exactly, exactly. And I think that there's a chance that in society today, and I always look at this, most people don't look at this, every major war that was ever fought was fought by technically the millennials of the time, right? 18 mm -hmm. to 23, right? And if you were 23 years old during World War II, you were one of the older guys, right? Every major war that's ever been fought has been fought by kids, basically. Kids, right? Which means every major change that's happened throughout a society in history has been made by young people. The millennials of that time. Right? Yeah. The quote, millennials of that time, mm -hmm. right? So as a member of the millennial of my time, right, as the young generation of my time, what can I do to help bring a better cultural narrative to drive better business, better relationship building, better, you know, you know, collaboration in your community, what can be done? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing. And I think it starts by, you know, looking at yourself and saying, okay, what can I do in my business every day when I wake up to move it forward? And then when I get the resources that I need, which will come one day, right? When the timing is correct, then I can pay it forward. Beautiful. But until then, gotta keep working, Got to stay focused. And then when, you know, it's like the, the age old saying, you know, when the student is ready, the master will appear, right? When yeah. the people are ready, the change will happen.
people are interesting. That's I love that. So yeah. now, what, what's the, what's the advice you would say for people that don't have the family support that you, fortunately, in your sure, life, have blessed? Um, yeah. So I, I think that you know it's hard because I have some very dear close people to me that that did not grow up with a mother and a father, right? Or or a, a, a mother and a father that were there. Yeah, I don't even right? know how I would react to something like that. Yeah, yeah and, I was blessed hundred percent. And it's and it's I can't relate to certain situations. Yeah. I, I can't I can't relate to it, right? But what I what I can do or or advice I would give is, you know there, you know, there are people, you know there's always that I this goes back to the faith. There's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, yeah. right? And so I think when people can identify that situation, that, you know, there is a friend that sticks closer to, you know, sticks closer to you than a brother, and you can find that tranquility and that solitude and go through the, you know, um, trials and tribulations and be there and be a support system, it comes back to that faith, that faith walk, right? I would be very vulnerable if I were to tell you that, you know, I've seen you talk with, with other people and they've kind of opened up a little bit and, you know, because it's you, I, I say this stuff, right? Uh-huh. I would not tell this to most people. But when you understand the higher calling that you have, there are times of severe depression and anxiety and stress that go into, you know, being so hard on yourself that, you know, it, not suicidal in the sense, uh-huh. but like, as you said, like I'm like I'm so hard on myself because something didn't happen. Yeah. Right. It didn't go my way, and even if there are elements out of your control, and that happens to me all the time. Elements in my out of my control all the time, but sometimes I take personal responsibility for that because at some point the buck stops here. You know, like the, it stops with you. So you know, it's like the captain go down goes down with the ship. It wasn't the captain's fault, right? But he still goes down with the ship. It, it's it takes a level of resilience of resilience for, you know, a leader or, um, you know, a businessman or an entrepreneur or, a, you know, some sort of public figure to be able to take the brutal negative aggression that society by nature will go after. That's they're going to go after you. Yeah. They're going to come after me. They're going to go rest of the people. And that's exactly why I asked you this question because, uh, because I try to wipe off every excuse any viewer may have. Because I'm pretty sure there might be a viewer out there, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's easy for him to say. It's sitting in front of a private jet, having a supportive family. Yeah, success is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I was but like. Then, but then I could I could turn around to that person and say, you don't know me. Yes. yes you don't yes. you don't know the struggles I get up with every single morning. 100%. Right? 100%. Like, yeah. you know, whether it's deaths in the family, whether it's, you know, you know, financial hardship, whether it's, you know, emotional or health hardship, you have no idea, right? It's a nice background. It's a nice backdrop. But to get there, you know, you're sitting there watching a video. Yeah. Why are you watching the video? Oh, because maybe <laughs> there's something else out there, right? Yeah. You're trying to better yourself. So what's going on there, right? That's the pot calling the kettle black. And that's why, you know, I always say, you know, uh, uh, you know, opinions are like eyeballs. Everybody's got them, right? Yep. There's an R-rated version of that, which I won't get into <laughs> for this viewing audience. But no, I mean, it's true. You know, I mean, it, you I, I, I was on C, I was on I was on CBS and KCAL here um, on the news talking last year with the, about the travel ban, right? Uh-huh. Said we're going to stop. We've talked about this, right? Yes, yes, yes. Because you, you're Muslim, right? Yeah. Okay. So and I'm a Christian, yeah. right? So there was a Muslim ban put on people coming into this, 
right? I mean, Syri- I'm Syrian too. Yeah, Syrian Try from getting, Syria. My grandma can't even come here. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, so she got now, so many times. Right. Yeah. So, so, but, but, what does that say to society when I can sit down and have a dialogue with you? Do I want to go to war with you? No. 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 Do you want to go to war with me? Dude, much no. love to you. Exactly. No, no. So, if that right there alone can show that I have no problem saying what I am, and you have no problem saying what you are, and we can coexist And we both try to take pride in it, too. You know, yeah. I like that. I like yeah. being able to say that. And the problem is, is most people will never sit down and have that dialogue, and they will never listen. You see, right? for me, it just doesn't make any sense, because I've never had that. Yeah. Like, never in my head have I ever walked down the street and looked at someone and been like, ah, I'm better. Or, but, or, but there are a tremendous number of people that do. And it's surprising to me. It's it's very and honestly I do 100% you know credit my own mother for for this like sure. she has raised me to always look at the positive side of things. I right. was homeschooled for eight years of my life, yeah, and so I was very sheltered from just society. And it's funny because I remember when I went into college, it was like a huge slap in the face because I just trusted the whole world. I thought the world was just you know balloons, greatness, happiness, all this stuff, and right. turned out it wasn't. Yeah. And it was a huge slap for me. But I didn't take that in a sense where I was like, okay. And I think that's where actually depression comes from too. Well, I think depression is, I, I think there are levels of depression. You yeah. know, I think a dog gets depressed every time its owner leaves the house. Right. <laughs> you know, so, um, but I, I, I think depression comes, I mean, I've suffered from it tremendously, you know, um, it not in a, in a negative way, but like in a reflecting way, because you know, it's like you want things to happen, things don't happen or something like that. I think entrepreneurs suffer through depression all the time, anxiety all the time. I think it's people that want to create something. Creators want to create. And that's what I love about, you know, having a culture that can create, right? Because if you can create a culture that can create, you can create a culture that's going to collaborate and create and then create a change, right? And it'll be a positive change because it's creation, right? It's ideation. It's like creativity. Yeah. Right. You know, you have to think this up. You have to create the ambiance. You have to create the setting. Right. You know, um, it's, you know, it, my, my, I like my sister. She's a beautiful painter. She painted this Time magazine cover. Oh, wow. Right. And, you know, she creates. Right. Yeah. She's a creative. And it's a nice piece. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. And the other artwork she does is fantastic. Yeah. Right. But that's what I look at when I look at, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, our president's business card on my wall or, you know, sugar, uh, you know, Sugar Ray, the famous boxer, or Marco Rubio or, you know, former presidential candidates and things that I've met and speech writers. And all, what they all have in common is they've is all created something. Yeah, that's me. Man, you, look, so, you look like you've gained 20 years. From that I time. know. I know. The grays <laughs> are setting in. The conversations get you bigger. Salt and pepper going I know. Too. I know. I know. I've been told to embrace the embrace the grace so i'm yeah, embracing the grace you, huh? i'm trying i'm trying so i have i have a good i have a good i have a good lady that helps that 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 helps style keeps me to clean. make sure i get yeah, keeps me clean <laughs> keeps me on the straight and narrow so no but at the end of the day i think that when you look at a culture and you look at the idea that you know entrepreneurs or business people or just you know uh you know that spirit of drive that that someone would have you know, comes into play when they're given a, an environment for success. Environment for success. When they're given? When they're given an environment for success. If I say, you know, I'm, 
so imagine for a second that you want to start a business. Uh-huh. If the right rules, if the right regulations, if the right government, you know, kind of rules are there, if the correct oversight is there, those are all the tools or the recipe or the environment for you to now to go succeed. work to try to succeed. Right? So if that's there, I think tremendous growth can happen. Right with, with with people when they're given the right environment. And that's now, why people talk about the American dream. That's why people talk about the American dream yes. because of the system. We've slowly seen that, but it's starting to come back. Right, yes. we're starting to see it come back. We're seeing you know the market is at an all time high. We're seeing you know the, a, a total run under this current administration that we've never seen before in the history. We're seeing jobs pour back into this country at a rapid rate that we've never seen before. We're seeing corporations come back here, and what does that lead to? greater innovation, greater creativity, greater manufacturing. These are the backbones of what allow the small business entrepreneur to go out and do something. It allows you to go sit down and talk with the, an owner of a manufacturing company. And that manufacturer will say, because of the rules and the regulations that this administration put in, I was able to hire a hundred more people. Those are a hundred more people getting a hundred more paychecks that can now, you know, buy a hundred more groceries for their family, uh -huh. right? Or, you know, so, so when you look at that level and that scalability that can happen, that comes with A, understanding how to hire, how to fire, how to build an infrastructure, how to create, you know, things that a basic business has, right? It's a lot less talking and it's a lot more doing. Doing, yeah, right? take action, yep. Take action, right? And so, you know, I, I've been asked to, you know, write books and talk and stuff like that and they say you know what's your what's your best advice and i, I always go back i say i only have one piece of advice it's you wake up and you work that's it it's you really simple and you work you know the formula to success quote unquote i don't think it's complicated it's not you it's wake not up at all like, and it's you a work. very it's, it's not it's not rocket science no that. you wake up and you work yep that's you it. wake up and you work i mean you have to understand i always give this analogy because i love it most people don't it's like i use the wright brothers because they were bicycle mechanics right and then they created you know at kitty hawk they created you know the the wright brothers you know first flying air yeah, first flying, flying machine, machine right yep. and and then i i i love the idea of of you know, engineering and creativity and manufacturing and business and innovation, right? From a high tech to, you know, a basic manufacturing where you're making something that's providing a service or providing a, you know, or changing the world, whatever, right? Whatever. I mean, look at be. social media today. The impact yeah. it has is ridiculous. You know, and exactly as, as a platform to get a message or a product down. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. Right. Now I think that, you know, if you get into the whole social media thing, you know, there's a lot of debate that goes on there with what's allowed, what's not allowed, what's the platform. I mean, you even now with politics being brought into, you know, and I deal with governments, right? I mean, you know, I have, I've chartered several political figures, right? It's what we do. I'm very heavily involved in my, in the political system. I believe it's my, you know, fiduciary responsibility and right as an American to be involved in the, in the, in the, in the political process. It's interesting to me. So you see what you do as a thing that you need to be doing. I have to. You have to do Who it. Who else is going to do it? Huh. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only one of me out of 7 billion plus people on this earth. So someone's got to do it. And so it might as well be me. It's funny because um, long time ago, I saw this video of this experiment. I'm not sure if you've seen it or not. It actually got viral. Of this guy who acted like he was dying on the streets. He was homeless. Sure. Okay. And the homeless guy... They put him in a very populated area, and they saw how many people would call 911, you know? And out of, I think there was like 500 people in that area. It was very, very packed. And out of those 500, like, they got like two or three phone calls. 
And then now they took that same concept with someone who was dressed nicely, looked good, uh, you know, groomed well. Same thing. You had a bunch of people stop by, make sure he was okay. Perception's reality. Perception is reality. And another thing they did was they put that same homeless guy in an area now where, and this is my point to this, they put in an area where it was kind of empty. So it's like less than 10 people. They actually got almost 50% of the people to call. Yeah. And it was interesting because what you just said right now, who else is going to do it? That mentality, us humans, we have, it's like, oh, if there's a bunch of people, he, he'll probably do it. He'll probably do right, it. Right, but, 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 but here, here's, here's the difference, right? You say, okay, well, you know, what is the difference between, you know, your mindset, right? Ah. We use the term mindset, right? Or motivation or moral compass or whatever term you want to put onto it. I'll debate anybody, right? Is, are you looking for it or are you not looking for it? If I'm walking down the street, am I actively aware of my surroundings to see who I can help? Or am I so blinded by what I'm doing that I don't care? Huh. And you so, try to stay aware of what's so going on. So I right? always look at, you know, how can I help someone? How can I help someone? If I have the ability to help someone then I'll absolutely help them. That's just in my nature, yeah. right? It's how I was raised. You know, it's, it's, it's part of my cultural DNA. It's part of my cultural heritage. It's part of the conversations that I have. You know, it's, it's how can I help you, right? It's, so, it's, one of the, the best guys that, that I like, he's now since passed, and he's probably one of the only, quote, motivational speakers that I would have listened to and to. that is it was uh listen to listen to and he was actually a sunday school teacher for the reverend billy graham one of the most famous pastors in the world uh -huh. right um advised many presidents and he had a very interesting piece of advice very zig ziglar and he always said if you can help other people get to where they want to go you'll get to where you are supposed to go meaning you you, the individual, right? I may want to go, like, be an NFL star, right? I may want to go, you know, be a receiver for the Patriots and be able to catch a, a ball from Tom Brady. I, I, that's my drive. I'm going to wake up every day. I'm going to go do the 10,000-hour rule or whatever other baloney people talk about, right? But at the end of the day, it's not my, in my DNA. It's not what you're meant to do. It's not what I was meant to do, Yeah. right? What I was meant to do is, you know obviously be in the business world, yeah. right? To be in international relations, to talk with, you know... To have direct prime, impact on people. Exactly, yep. exactly. Yep. To help create an environment for the person that does have the talent and the DNA to go be the receiver for the Patriots and catch a ball from Tom Brady, mm -hmm. the greatest quarterback who has ever lived. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know... Shout out, my shout, boy. Shout, shout out, shout out, Tom, you know. <laughs> tell, tell Giselle I said hello. No, it's, but no, at the end of the day... I think it's it's very important when you have that outlook on life, mm -hmm. right? You know, if, if, if a friend of mine says, you know, Hunter, I need help with something, I'm absolutely going to say, sure, what is it? And if it's within my effort and within my time and, and I can do it, then of course I'm going to help them, yeah. right? It doesn't matter who it is, right? It's in my nature. It's in my DNA. And you know what's funny? Full disclosure, my man. When I first met you, uh, so a little bit of background, guys. Uh, we met, how long ago was this? Oh, a year? Has it been a year? Over a year now? Yeah, yeah probably. Time, time, time flies. Yeah. So we, we met, let's say, a year ago. 
And what was at that time, like I started this whole entrepreneurship thing two years ago. So yeah. I was kind of like a year in. Starting your company new. with your dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was still new, still going. I'm still learning. Till today. There's a, every single day that I'm learning. It's learning. It's every day. But what's funny is growing up, people have this perception that successful people are not there to help. Or are not, or they're like they're unaccessible, or it's like, oh, like you know, like celebrities. Like we look at celebrities, like oh, I don't, I personally don't at all. Sure, but sure. I'm, most population look at celebrities as like literally a different society, like as if they're sure. aliens or something. And it was very interesting and, and shocking to me how much we were willing to help me. Right. And I'm gonna be very honest with you. I I, I went home that day when we first met. I'm like, why? You know, yeah. like and it was a it was a huge lesson that I learned was. It's interesting because if someone like that is willing to give, to help, to do anything possible in his power, you know, to, to help someone like me, which I just met the guy and just, you know, got to know. And I started to dig into the whys and where and what it is. And that lesson that I learned was just a matter of exactly this whole podcast, this whole episode is about, you know, you find your purpose by helping others. Yeah. I mean, it's very simple. I mean, I look at it like, you know, some people would say to me, you know, um, I, I, I work in extreme amount like probably more so than a lot of people right and you know it's I'm all my mind is always running it's always working and you know even in in talking with your dad and 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 you and and seeing the kind of the software company that you guys are building and all of that it's very inspiring stuff because it's like you know that'll grow you'll go hire 10 people right They'll be paid. They'll make money. They're going to contribute to society. That's how you build it. That yeah. helps contribute to a strong middle class. Now, if you have hundreds of people like you that are out there, think of the impact Multiply. that you can have. It's a yep. multiplier. Multiply. Right? So now imagine you're in a situation now to where you're, you're seeing policies that are coming into place that make it difficult for you and your dad to go start a business. And then the money you work so hard for, right, what happens to it? Half goes to the government. Uh, Like, well, wait a second. What are they doing to help? Nothing, right? So that's why when you look at it, if you can, that's why I look at it from a much more higher level from a government perspective is because most people don't understand that. They say, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to go start a business. Boom, here I go. (laughs) Welcome to the real world. Right, because now you're now you are contributing in a society that goes to part of part of every paycheck. Right, goes to most people don't think about this. How does your grandmother get you know her social security? How does she get her Medicare? How does she get your Medicaid? This goes into our healthcare system. It goes into our you know our underlying bottom line for the overall health of our society. How are we paying doctors? How are we doing doing them? Even in the transportation business, right? It's not outside. I mean, I like big airplanes, right? So you look at the Boeing's, you look at the Airbuses, you look at any of the larger Bombardier companies that are making their big, large, large aircrafts. And the little Gulfstreams and things are nice, right? And it's great. But the people that have these are the people that are, that are, that, that have companies that are driving tremendous amounts of wealth creation, you know, in our country and around the globe that's building cities, it's building hospitals, it's building. And this, right, may be some sort of luxurious look at me, I have an airplane, but I look at it as this is a business tool for people that need to get places quicker, faster to enact better change 
right? So I mean, think, think about that, right? Faster, Just yeah. think about the no, narrative I, I switch, get what you're saying. Right? Yeah, cool. And it's hard for some people because they're like, well, wait a second. You know, perception is reality, right? Yeah. We have a guy with a lot of money on, you know, the side of the street. Something happens to him. Everybody calls 911. You have a homeless guy. Society's first reaction is, well, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Then I challenge people to say, why don't you wake up tomorrow, you've lost everything, right? Something happens to you on the side of the street. And look how you feel when people ignore you. Yeah. Right? So if you reverse the psychological nature of viewership, right? What is the viewership no, I love the way of, you, your, yeah. of your life? I love the way you explain that. Your business is impacting leaders to help make a difference faster. Pretty much, that's how you'd explain it. I mean, it's a business tool for yeah. a lot of the people that we work with. It is a business tool, right? So a lot of people, they look at, oh, well, they fly private, they fly private, they fly private. It's like, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why? Because they get up every day and they work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, do you like Dove soap? Do you like, you know, anything when you go to a grocery store? Think of the infrastructure that goes on, you know, through a grocery store. And if something happens and an executive's got to get from point A to point B... If he does not get there, that could directly impact the experience of the consumer. I mean, think about that, right? I mean, you, you deal with nation states, right? I mean, if you have family in New York and you live in Los Angeles or you have family in, you know, like where, where, where I'm at in, in, in Florida, uh, in, in Melbourne, great city, big defense contracting industry, you know, there's technology innovation that go into supporting aircraft, mm -hmm. right? That, that, that help get people from point A to point B to go see their families, to go see their friends, to go see their, you know, their, their loved ones, right? Military, we deploy troops, right? How are we getting there? We're not putting them on the slow boat, right? You know, and some people's like, oh, it's a luxury. Absolutely, it's a luxury. Ask any of my sports clientele. They love it, right? They love it. They absolutely love to fly private. Any of the, my DJ guys that I fly around, any of those guys, I book all their charter, you know, and, and I'll tell you, they love to fly this way. You ever get onto an airplane, you'll never want to fly any other way, right? Because it's the amount of luxury, it's the amount of attention to detail that goes into something, right? And uh, full disclosure, we give you more than two bags of peanuts when you get on <laughs> Yeah, so if you guys ever want to fly private, hit this boy up over here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good. Well, anyways, man, so we're going to wrap it up over here. It was okay. great talking to you. Adam, but anytime. I, look I have to one it. question for you. You're right. in the tech space, right? I am in the tech Let's space. Let's leave people in a cliffhanger. Okay. Are you ready for this? Do you think AI will actually cause people to lose jobs in the future? So I've actually um, given a talk on this exact okay. subject. And um, maybe Is there we'll, anywhere we can check this talk out somewhere? Is we this... will, we will, or maybe I can come back on and we'll have this conversation. Yeah. So, but I think just to give a little tidbit, I think that um, yes, yes, absolutely. Just that. okay. Yeah. Let's keep it at that. Let's yeah. keep it yes, and then we'll have we'll, we'll, we can fill another episode and talk about yep. this. Innovation, right, will require some sort of elimination. Innovation will require elimination. Huh. I like that. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, hey, thank you so much. Adam, for thank, being you. On the show. thank you. I appreciate it. So man. Much. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. Take care, man. Definitely. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for watching this episode. If you guys enjoyed, please remember to leave a like, comment, what you guys thought of it, you know, just your thoughts. And always, as I say, if you guys have any guests you'd like to see on the show, just let me know down below in the comments. Also remember to subscribe to keep up for our upcoming episodes, you guys. 
We'll definitely enjoy what's coming next. And I hope you guys enjoyed. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Okay, one more thing. Can we put it, put a cut in here? Yeah, my website yeah thing. go for it. Yeah, my, go. my website thing. Okay, so it's for Charter. It's huntergaylor.com forward slash fly. We have a lot of content coming out. You have another podcast that you're going to be doing with a, a friend of mine. Yes. Right? A very yes. close friend of mine. We're in business together, so that'll be a cool conversation to have. Okay. And then um, stay tuned to huntergaylor.com because we're going to have a ton of stuff coming about new business ventures, things like that. that Definitely, are coming yeah. Out. yeah so guys, yeah, check yeah. it out. His, his and then, and if you want, go follow at Abject Global. It's our sales side, so you'll see some cool pictures. Abject. Right there. Right. Abject Global, guys. Yep. yep. And then share it with all of your rich uncles. So. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah, you guys heard the man, so go check him out. And uh, anything else you'd like to add on? Nope. It's all Perfect. good, man. Thanks. All right, cool. So there we go. So we're going to cut it from here. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll see you guys later. Peace. Alrighty guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you guys enjoyed what Hunter had to share with all of you out there, remember to smash that like button and let us know down below in the comments if you have any specific guests you'd like for us to get on the show. We would be happy to accommodate that for you. And finally, remember to subscribe to keep up with all the amazing content that's coming up soon. I am so stoked to be sharing it with all of you out there. And without further ado, it's your boy Adam signing out.